Hey everybody, I'm Reed. I'm Andy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and Mr. Does one of us have a bad <laughs> <laughs> That should be the intro. I like it. And this is creating Ramel the Hell. <laughs> So, Mr. Hunt, how are you today? Hi there. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Very haunting. Yes, right? I'm great, man. It's great to be here. I, yeah, I feel good about being alive today. It's my favorite thing to be. <laughs> One of my dad's favorite sayings, whenever somebody asks him how he's doing, his response is, the best day of my life. <laughs> and it's like every day that's his response. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. a well, you know, it's funny when I drop my kids off at school. Well, what, when there used to be such a thing as dropping your kids off at school, <laughs> yeah. I would uh, the, every morning I would say, "Have the best day ever." Yes. Every yeah. day I would say that. Yeah, that's. And one day I told them that I love them more than macaroni and cheese. Ooh, that's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. It's I think true. my my daughters would ask me if I meant like regular mac and cheese or shells and cheese because to them there's a huge difference. Yeah, my kids too. Yeah. Yeah. Do your kids yeah. like the Velveeta shells and cheese or how do they roll? Uh, you know, they, they, they fluctuate. And some, some, you know, some of them love, and some don't. And then one year they love it and then the next year they flip-flop. So it's, it's very fluid <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so, gentlemen. Are we doing um, the real-time pinterest yeah i was trying to figure out like how we would do that um yeah we could totally do that real-time pinterest because for those who are listening to this podcast today first of all thank you for listening oh uh, yeah we love you guys um the podcast uh, that cares <laughs> we are recording this this is our first recording of the year in the year 2021 um and when you're hearing this our first physical release or whatever release release will be available um but we are still putting in the work to get there <laughs> in real time and uh we have found an artist who is going to be arting all over the art. <laughs> art it up. Well, yeah. to be fair, I think it's. I think what we did is that we knew. We knew he wanted his art. Yeah. And I think what we just did was formally invoke him. We yes, we summoned him. We created the pentagram out of salt and five candles. And summoned him from the depths of Memphis. <laughs> and yeah, and so his um, kind of admonition to us was, give me reference, people. Tell me what you want. 
And so we are in the midst of creating some Pinterest boards to not only give good references for characters in the story, but also the world, the technology, like kind of the aesthetics. And um, yeah, we thought, wouldn't it be fun on an audio podcast to do visual heavy work? And so I think we can, I think we can do this by just kind of talking through what we're doing as we're doing it. And, uh, you know, if it makes for bad radio, we're sorry. I'll, uh, we'll do some, Mr. Haunt will tell some jokes. That sounded like you hit a radio button. <laughs> That's good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So let me pull up Pinterest. Yeah, let me pull up Pinterest also. Pull I, think up. This is, I think this is fine because we're able to talk out. I mean, we're going to need to, even if it were visual, um, even if like we're on video, for example, with audiences, uh, we would still be talking about what and why and all that. Yeah. Uh, Where should we start? Should we start with character, with a character, or should we start with the world or the aesthetic? Oh, the, I think the world has been more um, more fleshed out already. We, oh. we, hit the, we hit the ground running on the world. Okay. Um, so what I'll do, or any of us can do, um, well, I'll, I'm going to open up the board, the world board. Oh, wow. We're up to 25 pins now. Um, and I'll just, we can, we can just, I don't want to just, I don't want it to be read radio over here, but, um, radio. Re- oh, <laughs> that sounds like a, uh, breakfast cereal too. Uh, don't forget to eat your radios, kids. <laughs> Mom, I hate radios. <laughs> oh my God. That's a good one. That makes me giggle. Giggle. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. I should, I should record that and sample it and make some <laughs> tracks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we started building the world. Um, which we've kind of talked about before. It's um, and feel free to throw in adjectives wherever you guys want. Yes, <laughs> it is semi-futuristic, so not crazy futuristic, but it's still um, almost like seventies, eighties monolithic architecture. So it does kind of have like a little bit or at least in my mind and Andy feel free to like slap me with the hammer um but it's kind of got like those huge i i want to say like oppressive architecture um that is almost like soviet era just kind of he- like no you know not no windows no like vistas or picturesque na- nature natural type settings but just really kind of like gray, big, you know, if it were in Russia, you'd see the hammer and sickle like plastered on the side, but it's just like, yeah. And, um, but also 
kind of cool shapes. Uh, some, you know, some of the pictures or the pins that we have on our Pinterest board, there are some very round, um, not just square blocky uh, shapes or aesthetics, but rounded and curved and, uh, but still just unnaturally large and it's you, you're just an ant walking through this these structures and you know similar to new york at least i think of it as um these buildings are just so oppressively close together there's barely any skylight or sky visible if you're on the the ground level but mostly i think a lot of it is underground at least that's the way i kind of have visualized it am i am i close andy to how you visualize it yes exactly right so the this is um a sort of lower manhattan in particular is a good indicator of what things might have been were it not for some changes in what you're describing because there things the streets were the old dutch dutch streets they were very close together you know they weren't accommodating multi-lane traffic so that you to begin with they're like very narrow streets and the buildings pre-1934 had no setbacks so you'd have buildings across street from each other that just shot straight up you know 40 stories 20 stories so no sunlight got in um, and you can still see that to this day in Lower Manhattan, that, that kind of thing. Um, there were some laws after that when they realized things were going haywire, um, which then led to which the, the biggest example of change came in the Empire State Building, which you could see those setbacks. It, 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 it went up five stories, then it went back a whole bunch from the street and then escalated. So it let light in. But imagine life if that wasn't the case and i like think it, a lot of this yeah a lot of this a lot of fiction the dystopian world i think either they're conscious of it, whether they're conscious of it or not uh takes into that takes that into account like what you're describing so it's a very yeah well it's yeah, and it's kind of interesting too because when i was when i had fallen down the rabbit hole of of navigating all of these different pins kind of letting just the pictures inspire my thoughts and imagination you know it's fun because uh, when you go into like when you search for like dystopias or like cyberpunk or stuff like that that kind of like there's a lot of stuff created for those things you know you kind of you, you get a lot of options and you know the stuff that i pinned to the ramel board like the architecture there's not a lot of sunlight, a lot of opening. Like it's really like, it might be very expansive and impressively huge, but it still kind of provides that claustrophobia. Whereas there are other settings in like, you know, cyberpunk or sci-fi dystopian realms where it's really overdeveloped, but they allow space. So it's still kind of seems open like you know there's a couple pictures i'm thinking of where the buildings are built up and kind of curved out but then like 
the sky is also part of the building and it's all connect, you know, all connected, but the inside is so huge and vast that they can have parks, you know, inside and there's vehicles that are, you know, flying. And that's like the opposite of this kind of dystopian massiveness. Yeah. I think the, I think that um, some element that actually Mr. Haunt helped, um, navigate with me was the some a story element of of one of the factions um relating to kind of a nightclub aesthetic and how they get certain powers based on their being in the setting so um and then and then the other the other note of that is that the the a lot of this aesthetic specific to what we're calling base punk is driven by um we talked about the paradise garage um and how that was a festive atmosphere that that took place in a a set like a setting not designed for that space so i like that i like what you're describing or i guess what i'm getting from what you're saying is is really in line with making use of these industrial spaces for non-industrial means whether it's living or parties or clubs or even religious ceremonies but they're still using this oppressive architecture but mm. somehow you know um making use of that this is the this funny spank saying related like another kind of a a, a different approach but another famous example of that is the limelight which is an old church and then became a nightclub um so it was it's stuff like that that so the idea of like what you see in present day like where a nightclub could be built from the ground up to be a nightclub like in other cities or modern day um is sort of sort of interesting sort of not there's something missing when that happens um even though you could you know obviously have there's some benefit to like making something from the ground up but it's you know, a little bit of a tangent but is there a I, should we look for a limelight pinterest pin i'm sure you could see yeah well, that limelight would... club or what would you yeah so this was this was um it i think i don't actually know i'm just doing some some reading here mhm mm 1983 so it was uh yeah pedication the the, the one in New York wasn't the first one. There were like different locations, but it, the one in New York is probably the definitely the most famous one. Okay. Um. So I have a question for you. Um, just kind of that's stemming from thinking about this uh, this city. Do do typical residents? see the sun or whatever you know whatever star orbits this planet you know what that's a good question we just answered that yesterday mr mr haunt and i the 
one of the factions is driven by it's basically you know inspired by vampires mm-hmm. um and in traditional going along with a relatively traditional trope they don't want to see the sun for a variety of reasons because they lose their they get their power from the lack of sunlight so they've they've rendered at least a, por- a portion of or most of the city uh, by and large, they've re- they've done something in years past historically to render the city constantly overcast. So huh. Huh. I, they might happen, but you don't see the sun. No, seriously, wow. So they they've like ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a cool idea. It is. So, it, so the the so, so, excuse me the society in Ramel that is influenced by the vampires. I can't remember. I, I, I vaguely remember you saying that they aren't like, I, I, I think you weren't going to call them vampires specifically. Were you going to call them something else or is va- like, are they known as vampires in Ramel? They have to be called. I know they need to be called something else, even if it's just the name. And even if everything else is very similar, I just don't know what I actually don't know what that is yet. Okay. Is this Rampires? Rampires. <laughs> Ramel. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> does, uh, so is this society then are they are they the most affluent or the most powerful of the different societies in Ramel or are they just There's know, there's um there's two basic t- entities, but one of those entities has different factions within that. So they basically either um, get their power through what we would assume is like, or we would say some kind of gang-related or gang-inspired kind of story. So, you know, like drug dealers, and I mean, in some ways they are drug dealers, even though the drugs are used differently there um you know organized crime drug dealing that kind of thing so that and then there's different factions but there's basically like those kinds of gangs and those kinds of people and then vampires but the vampires um they're a little bit more organized Mm -hmm. but there's still different factions within that but so think of it like there's like trees there's two trees and then within those two trees there's different branches but there's vampires and gangs and then normal like normal people that aren't maybe you know scattered around and then there's like the the city control okay whatever that is yeah i was i was wondering that or that question specifically because if they had the power and the ability to change the atmosphere, the environment, you know, what, what kind of means do they have or do they, you know, was it something that they did in the past as a group and have since kind of lost as much of a hold as they had, or, you know, just kind of like his, his history related to them. That's a good, that's a good question to solve. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
if they would have lost some power or maybe it's just a matter of it was like a one-time thing based on circumstances that they were able to pull off and but they did it and um they may have more power now because of that because they Uh, but but you know just because they can block the sun doesn't mean it would translate to other things you know they're still dealing with okay uh, cool so as far as so okay so i like this what you were starting off saying and i like the pinterest board you're seeing a lot of you're saying a lot of uh unfinished also is a big element mm-hmm yeah, Mr. Hunt put a pin on uh, on the on the base punk board of it almost looks like the skeleton of a of a like a uh, navy ship, but it's it's mm-hmm. beams and, and windows of a of a building. It's architecture. Yeah, um, right, and and it's striking. You know, it's it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's in your face. Yeah, I, I like that, and like I was saying, uh, you know, in our chat, I love that juxtaposition between you know, old and new, and you know, <laughs> dirt and steel. Yeah. I mean, there's so many you know things that it's just like yeah, you know, it's kind of dystopian in and of itself, right? And then hints at, at retrofuturism, which is you know what really uh, all the punks, especially base punk, are, right? And it's. Uh, yeah, it was just like a, a striking uh, pin. It just really it, it hit me as something that you know, definitely. I think uh, you know, Ramel would have a lot of squalor and, and failing infrastructure, and you know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, b- borderline post-apocalyptic, but it's not really, you know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just is more like it's more like uh, an unfinished, and there's still you know, just allusions to seventies and. Um, 70s and early 80s right. New York in terms of the some of the fringe stuff the fringe areas there's still there's there is some bombed out stuff but closer in as you get closer in it's just a matter of the dystopia comes in just an unfinished abandoned or <laughs> over overstepped there over right whatever you know abandoned right right I mean you know la- uh, c- corrupt government and, and not having the money for the infrastructure and not really caring about those fringe areas either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like to kind of jump on what you were saying, uh, Mr. Hunt about this pin in particular, you know, looking at it, it looks like if you were, to, if a giant were to try to grab it, they would get stabbed and, and sliced in so many different areas. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I really like, like you said, the the juxtaposition because looking at the picture, um, you know, there's a concrete barrier between the street and this building, and the concrete just looks old. I mean, you you got like the stained concrete of of water running down. You've got some overgrowth kind of growing along the wall, and then yeah. you look at the structure itself and the the steel, the the beams, and and all of that. It almost looks like it could be just rusty. But the glass looks so clean, and it's shiny like, and new. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And that's the thing. And then it's kind of an allegory for real life too. In so many countries, it's like you know, 
you know it's possible to build new and beautiful things and take care of things, but mm-hmm. it's not happening everywhere. Right. And it's almost like, you know, it, and that's another form of oppression, really, to have something big and beautiful in the middle of a squalor. Mm. You know, it's like uh, just uh, adding insult to injury to, you know, spend money on infrastructure where it's not needed. Uh, you know, in the face of, uh, you know, everything else that's going on, the face of the poor. It makes me it makes me think of like the World Cup or the Olympics where yes, whichever country perfect. is hosting builds these massive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Go to pot wow. when it's over. Yeah, we should have some uh, abandoned stadiums, Andy, in Ramel. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe there's a vampire lair underneath one. <laughs> Let's talk about vampire lairs. That's a that's a whole other subject. Do people lost boys? <laughs> lost boys? Yeah, their lair is so cool. Yeah, yeah. What you know, an abandoned hotel, you know, under a cliff. It's like <laughs> it is cool. Yeah, that's, that reminds me of um. Uh, well, that brings to mind Randall's Island. Randall's Randall's Island. Yeah, has a it's a pretty big arena. It's just basically like a the si- like an Olympic arena size. It has a track and a kind of like the Rose Bowl or something, but just unused. I mean, the Lollapaloozas were held there when they still traveled. <laughs> That's where I saw Soundgarden and Wu Tang Clan and Metallica. Same here. Okay. I was there. You probably yeah, another there. place we could have met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you guys funny. moshing next to each other? If I, I think in a, a lot of times in those when I those things I was alone, so I was probably out in the in the fringes, like out in the edges, being alone. Um. And then, yeah, I think that's a, that that kind of. I don't want to be, I know that could be a little cliche with like, there's one giant corporate tower in the middle, but um, it, it's a cliche for a reason, because that's true, like this is a form of oppression. It's sort of like, I think it's important to have that. That's like me watching the World Trade Center. You yeah. know, we're here in the projects and the spray paint everywhere. And then I just a mile or two away, I see in the distance. Yeah. Right, right, right. Tons of executives with more money than they'll ever know what to do with. Well, that actually did. That actually was the case because of the when the World Trade Center was built was in the middle of the worst era of New York history. Yeah, I saw it. Jumping off that, you know, and unrelated, off topic. I saw a tweet yesterday or two days on Monday that uh, went out like at eleven fifteen a.m. You know, and it was like 11.15 a.m. of the first working day of the year is when the top 100 executives will make more than the average Canadian. (laughs) 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 Which is freaking crazy to think about. Wow. That the the differential between uh, top earners and... Yeah. normal people <laughs> it's unbelievable it's really it's, it's it's criminally insane i i can't stand thinking about it yeah so sorry to digress but um <laughs> f- following well, the- it relates though reed it, re- it really relates yeah i suppose it does 
the disparity between economic uh, upbringing, foundation. I mean, all of that. I mean, you know, it's it, it, it to get political. It's it's interesting, you know, to think about how much money affects things and you know education uh and money and just you know the uh, the access to it is uh it's unfortunate where we're at um yeah i don't know what to say about it other than it'd be nice if (laughs) more people had access (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, kind of picking up a thread from earlier and talking about like the, the big structure in the middle, you know, thinking of Ramel in the five city structure in the megalopolis is, is the architecture the same throughout all of those five boroughs, I'll call them, or is, you know, are they does the architecture different when you get out into the, like the hinterlands or like the, you know, following the spokes outward? Well, what do you, what do you think it should be? What do you both think? I think it should be different. Yeah. Cause was, in, in, in real life. Yeah. I was going to say, how is it different in New York? Like I've only ever been to Manhattan. Well, Brooklyn is, if I stereotype just to be quick and then Mr. Haunt can correct me and take over but like the iconic Brooklyn brownstone the two three story thing with the steps that's Brooklyn and the Bronx is a little bit more um, picture piles of tires on fire no I'm just kidding Um, (laughs) uh, I think there is not the same but it's a little bit more of a tenement maybe feeling um, Staten Island looks like the suburbs of, you know, picture cop cars everywhere. Because um, that's where that's where they all live. And then Queens is just weird. Yeah, and you know, and and you're right in in general. That's that's exactly right. But yeah, and and I, you know, I think I was saying this on a previous podcast, but it's really you know, depending on what neighborhood you go in. You know, take Queens is is a perfect example. You could you have everything you could imagine. Uh, it's you know from from gorgeous Tudor homes where you'd think you were out in some rich suburb to you know uh, industrial squalor and uh, you know the ethnic neighborhoods and and everything in between. There's parklands and there's you know you go out to the Rockaways and you're like at some beach town far away and it's you don't even understand that you're in new york city there's there's all kinds of you know you'll be driving down highway in queens and all of a sudden there, there's i mean literally there's the federation of black cowboys and there'll be a black cowboy riding down the side of the highway on a horse it's a real thing yeah look it up i mean it's like you know it, it's so it's just like okay so there's a cowboy ranch and there you know so it's like you're it, it's almost like New York City is like it's like Fantasy Island. Remember that from the from the eighties? It's like it's it's like you you could, and I really think this is true for you know people that that want to live there and they they move there. It's it's you could choose your own adventure and 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 it's you could choose your own reality there. Whatever you want, you could actually have. 
you know, wh- whatever your version of New York City, you could put blinders on to everything else and live inside uh, a certain bubble. And, and that could actually work for you your entire life. <laughs> so whatever you want is really there. You could, you know, there's some people that never ride the subway. There's some people that always ride the subway and there's everything in between. I mean, you know, so there's rich neighborhoods and poor neighborhoods and everything in between. So it's really, you name it, it exists there. And, and, you know, there's all these little microcosms and it's really, uh, you know, uh, hard to, uh, hard to generalize. Yeah. Does, I know that like, you know, the, the metropolitan area is just continuous and expansive. Does each borough have what they would say is like a center or is it just like wherever, like each little microcosm has its own little center? I suppose it would be both. I mean, both realistically. Exactly right. It's very, it's very weird. It's unlike anywhere else, but yeah, you know, Brooklyn has downtown Brooklyn and they have a courthouse and they have all that kind of stuff, but it's not, but then you go into these little, you know, neighborhoods and each little neighborhood has a little, you know, well, not all of them do, but yeah, but a lot of them have a little center square and a little, you know, but it's, 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 it's so, it defies any kind of generalization or description because it's all so different. And every time you walk a couple of blocks in another direction, it's going to change again. Hmm. Yeah. Technically, Technically, they're uh, counties as well. So the city, they have to have, by virtue of them being counties, like they all have county courthouses and that kind of thing. So that, so they essentially, they essentially are little cities on their own. Um, but Brooklyn is probably the most, maybe it still is, was always the most built up as far as mirroring what went on in Manhattan until, um, let's see. Yeah. Like I'm talking about 1800s and then, um, I think for the purpose of the story though, I think it would be, I probably would keep it simple with like, not in terms of the, the architecture, maybe mm-hmm. just cause Queens could be confusing because it is so different but i would stick i would probably stick to and this is not literal this is just like in terms of taking one thing that i would be like morphing i would use the way queens more toward this their own city center like the elevated trains and dense populated areas there with slight mix of industrial and like so um if you yeah and then Brooklyn, I would maybe like use the city centers in those in each county as a benchmark for like what the architecture is throughout. Um, just to keep it simple. Okay. Although it's not simple as five different. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm kind of thinking. Okay, so I'm kind of I I think I can see in my mind's eye how you are thinking of it then and uh i think on the next episode we should specifically talk about um the story the short story that you know in uh future time will have just come out when when the next podcast airs but just maybe talk about the people 
and uh, in in that short story, and maybe their aesthetic or their tribe, and uh, you know what they're going from and what they're going towards. And uh, does that make sense? I think so. Would you care to elaborate? Or use examples. Sorry for being weird. I'm just uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I think I think uh, yeah. Um, so this so this episode is going to be done in a in a minute here. Um, so I can I can ask it now, and you can think about it until next week <laughs> or you know next recording. And uh, and uh, yeah, so like the short story that comes out on May first <clears throat> is you know, opens with our character Kodo, and you'll have to correct my pronunciation if I'm reading. No, that's, no, that's great. Um, but Kodo is tasked with a mission to kind of pre... to, to basically run the course that these this group of people is moving towards. And, you know, it'd be interesting to talk about the, the this group what they are like um you know and like a bigger topic overall is going to be like the different tribes and mm-hmm. you know how they dress you know their different belief systems you know this is all world building stuff i i know um but yeah like kind of sticking with the architecture theme you know what city are they coming from or what you know what area and um say yeah yeah does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, we should pick up uh, on the next, on the flip side. All right. Are we... Uh... One last thing. Oh, yes. Just for perspective on what we were talking about before with with Brooklyn. If, if Brooklyn weren't part of New York City, it would be the fourth largest city in the U.S. Whoa. Really? And it, it'll even... If it keeps growing at this rate, it's going to be number three. It'll overtake Chicago. Like that's just to give you some perspective. That's too many people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy buckets! Yeah. That's so right. crazy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.